There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. G'day folks and welcome to Australian UFO Sightings official podcast. I'm your host Anthony Goodall and you're listening to Encounters Down Under. Here we invite guests on the show to tell us about their encounters with aliens and UFOs, where most of our episodes were streamed live from our Facebook page, which gave listeners the opportunity to ask questions to our guests regarding their encounter. If you have had an encounter and would like to be a guest on the show, please get in touch with us. You can send us a message through our Facebook page, Encounters Down Under, or send us an email at AustralianUFOSightings at Outlook.com.au. Be sure to join us on Facebook and share with your friends and family to help us grow, and hopefully encourage others to come forward with their encounter. If you're an iTunes listener and a fan of the show, why not give us that five-star rating and review, and you could have your review featured on the podcast. But enough of that, let's get into what you've been waiting for. So kick back, relax with your favourite beverage, and enjoy the show. G'day folks and welcome to another episode of Encounters Down Under. On this episode, Deborah joins us to explain a bizarre encounter regarding several fighter jets that may have been pursuing a strange craft, resulting in them being frozen in mid-air. So please welcome to the show, Deborah. So welcome to the show there, Deborah. Hi Anthony, good evening everybody. How are you? Yeah, going good. Uh, thanks for coming on the show, that's absolutely fantastic. And um, look, what you've experienced is absolutely amazing and mind-blowing. Um, it's one of those experiences there where not many people would sort of get to witness this sort of thing um so look i'm gonna let you go and take the wheel here and sort of tell us about your experience if you don't mind oh that one okay <clears throat> yeah it was it was pretty full-on wasn't it um so it was way back in uh, about i think it was the third of august this year <clears throat> um i'm an indigenous elder woman so um I, I don't work i just recently uh this year started studying back at uni again um, I was studying this one day on the 3rd of August. It was a nice day outside. Um, I live, is it okay to say where I live? If you wish, yeah, yeah, yeah that's fine. That's up to you. Um, well, I live on the east coast of New South Wales, so in Iluka. So I live on the beach, um, which is not very far from Evidence Head uh, Air Force Base. So quite often we have the jets from the Air Force Base flying over, you know, doing training, manoeuvring, whatever sort of thing. And especially on um, every uh, Anzac day, we have uh, we have one that flies up the main street of Iluka, so it's quite loud and comes down quite low. But when they're flying over top, you know, just doing manoeuvre and practicing and stuff, it's it's a different sound, you know. Anyway, this uh, this day on third of August, uh, it started off uh, probably maybe in the last eight months. There's been more and more activity with the jets going over up and down the beach, screaming up and down the beach and stuff like that. But this particular one day, <clears throat> um, it, it started really early in the day. I could hear them a lot and they were much lower than normal, you know, but um, I didn't really pay that much attention to it. But I saw so I was getting stuck into studying and it came around to the afternoon. It was, they were getting lower and lower and louder and louder and it was starting to really bug me a bit. And I was like, oh, I have to go out and check them out. 
you know, because if you're around and they're that low, you want to go out and have a look at stuff. If you're anybody like me anyway, because I need to know everything. And um, I went out, it was around about 2, 2, 20, I'm pretty good remembering numbers, about 2, 21 in the afternoon. Um, I went out and I could hear them screaming over the top of me and I'm really, really loud, really super loud, like really freakily loud where you could feel it vibrate through your body. And it was much louder than anything I'd, I'd ever heard. It sounded almost like they were going to scream, crashing into the ground, you know. Um, and I couldn't see them, but I hadn't, I don't think I'd seen them at that point. Um, no, I hadn't seen them at that point. So they'd sort of, you know, that had dissipated, had gone away a little bit, but they'd sort of gone up a little bit higher. So I'd gone back inside to, to start study again. So I was there studying again about 45 minutes later. It was, um, it was literally at 3.15, I remember. And they were doing the same thing. And I went outside and I thought, oh, God, what, what's going on? Like it was really, really unusually unusually loud i can't even explain the sound of it um i just can't um so again i didn't quite see them straight away so i went down towards the back of my yard and it was a really hot day that day so i started to just sprinkle a bit of water on the garden and just as i was looking north um I was looking up into the sky. That's the, I've got a lot of trees in my backyard, but this one particular place is clear. There's the, the trees had been lopped down, and so it opened up this space in my backyard. And what I'd seen was these two jets screaming literally toward me and then turn their noses up towards the sky and just literally stop in dead air. And one was above the other one, and in between them was a triangular see-through-y kind of translucent greyish kind of uh, shape and it just seemed like they trapped it and it happened so quick and then I didn't see the third jet but it, it I didn't see it arrive it, it just was it just was there to the to the right and a little bit higher than the second jet and all of a sudden I had a great big bang and two puffs of white smoke went up to the right hand side of the two jets and some gray smoke went down to the left hand side and that triangular figure fell away um i'm gonna say i'm going out there i'm saying it fell out into another dimension um because the physical there was no there was no crash site there was no no nothing um and then the two jets just took off and the third one, I'm not sure. I don't, because at this point I was pretty freaking out, <laughs> um, as old ladies would too in their backyards. But, yeah, that's pretty much what happened. But pr uh, earlier that day I had seen, I had seen those two triangular shapes um, close over, the, over my house and I've seen them quite often here. I've seen quite often different shaped ships come very close down over my house here, but they, there was two of them that, that particular day that I'd seen. Um, but uh, yeah, in that incident, I had, I had only seen one of them. There you go. Whew. That's a pretty terrifying experience in a sense, like seeing something that's defying the logic to just merely freeze up in the air like that. Yeah, it was... Um, that video that I sent you, um, I don't know if you've seen it. Yeah, yeah, I did, I yeah. Did, I, yeah, I did know that there was jets that could do that. Um, <clears throat> but as you can see in that video, and even though it's slow motion, um, it, it still takes some time to pull up, you know. It, it, it can sort of come to a great stop and turn its its uh, trajectory, but it, it's still got to take a little bit of time to come to a stop. And when I've seen that video, and if you do have a look, you can see a couple of puffs of smoke coming out of that. So I've gone back over in my brain to think about whether that's what I'd actually seen, and it was not. These puffs of smoke were completely different to that, and these two jets just stopped in midair, you know. Um, so it, it was more what they'd, it was more what was happening in between them that is what really freaked me out. Because it seemed dimensional, but very, very real. Um, and it's interesting because that day when it happened and I contacted you, I was really freaking out and needed somebody 
to witness what I'd witnessed um, when I got onto one of your websites, which, by the way, I've been blocked from. Da -da 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 -da. Oh, interesting. Yeah, no, I can't find it anywhere now. Um, one of one of the people on there said to me, do you think it was only just for your eyes, Deb? And I had to think about that, and I do believe maybe so, but other people had heard and seen the jets, yeah? So I, I'm, what I'm getting at is I'm feeling like there was two dimensions in play, in, in play there somehow, perhaps. Yeah, that's interesting. Look, it's um, one of those things that, you know, sort of makes you wonder and question. And the fact that you're like, you weren't the only one that had seen this as well um, sort of really brings a lot of credibility to this as well. Yes. Well, uh, well I'll talk about my friend that's, um, I'm, I'm trying to get her to come across, but uh, this is really hard stuff. As we all know, this is, this is intrinsically hard stuff to, to get out to the public and talk about and put your face to which is why I'm not putting my face to it today. Today I'm in a bit of pain. It's all the anyways, <laughs> like crap. But um, that very same day, my friend across the road um, was walking along the beach and she she often has seen this happen and she's seen five smaller triangle shapes uh, fly up the beach past her to the point where her dogs were freaking out and trying to run home. And she said, every time it happens, they do the same thing. Like, what, what do you mean every time, you know, like I've known this woman for nearly 10 years and neither of us knew that either of us seen stuff, you know, um, and she just talks about it like I do, you know, like it's an everyday occurrence and it happens a lot here in Iluka, it really does, yeah. So what makes you feel that Iluka might be a bit of a, what would some would recall as a, uh, a hot spot? Uh, a bit of a hard question, I know. <laughs> um, it. It's not really that hard of a question for me, but it's a hard question to answer in, in terms of I can now say, because since I contacted you, um, I was still I was still learning about a lot of things. Um, I'm, I'm sort of being initiated a little bit as an elder at the moment as well. So other things are being taught to me and given to me and it's all connected is what I'm saying. Um, so he and I, Luca and Yamba, are two very, very sacred sites. Plus, like I also said, we do have um, Evans Head Air Base not far from here. Uh, I'm sure it's only about an hour's drive in the car. <laughs> I don't know how quickly in a spaceship. but um, And I also I remember telling you that, um, yeah, that, that once a year when the, when the jet flies over in uh, Anzac Day, uh, apparently his his family lineage is from here as well, so you know maybe that's got something to do with it. Maybe they come in and pay a bit of respects to him. I don't know, but you know I've often been out on the beach really really early in the morning with my friends, and they'll just show up in the clouds, and I'm talking round disc ones with multiple windows, you know, hundreds and hundreds of windows, and it, it's like they show you enough to just make you go really is that what's happening or not you know i think you know what i mean yeah look, the thing is too like not a lot of people are seeing these things either which is the hard thing to sort of make people understand what's actually happening out there and it seems like only a certain amount of people are having the ability to see these objects as well which is sort of confusing yeah. to some which i can understand but um what are your thoughts on why these people might be able to see these things and others can't um, well, I guess it goes back to that thing about why I say it's connected and I, and I, I fully believe it, it comes down to we are in a stage in our history right now where, and I'm going to go out there, there's things of biblical events are about to take place and it also in our culture, um, in our dream time, it talks about exactly the same thing um, and it's it's kind of like it's sort of opening up to us so wherever you kind of are in your beliefs spiritually I guess how aware of things that you are yourself um, knowledge is 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 um, is freedom to that as well you know we we fear what we don't know we fear the unknown but what's the unknown is just once we know what the unknown is the fear fades 
um we're also we also incredibly uh have got our heads down in technology you know this phone this phone thing is and we're not taught we're not taught to look up and look around and be one with environment you know and and we're desensitized to a lot of stuff oh yeah that was just another jet that flew over you know also oh, i'll just get on with mowing the lawn you know um it's it's there for those who can push past all that i guess yeah i think that's why we, a lot of people don't see but they're about to yeah i hope so and hopefully so um quite soon too because like look the the truth is pretty well um overdue i feel and you know there's been a lot of things in history there like especially with um your people there within the dream times and stuff and their stories and history there seems to be like a bigger massive connection there that has been lost um from you know uh i'm not trying to stir the pot here but they call it like the invasion from the white people and such like that you know mm. when things did get sort of stamped down and a lot of your history was lost and the biggest thing is that we're trying to get that back from um you know i'm trying to think of where i'm going with this but like you know but like get the, get your history back you know get your understanding of where yeah. your whole heritage came from and your connection to what could have possibly yeah. been yeah. et's or you know just back with nature's um spirit basically absolutely and um let me tell you darling it it, it it has not been lost it was just kept quiet for a while for reasons um definitely um we call them the sky heroes we don't call them spirits we don't call them gods we don't call them anything else but sky heroes um but our particular creator spirit by army um he's something different altogether we we don't know that just yet who he is so, um but definitely the the connection and culture um and and off planet others is is all about culture that is what our culture is all based on it was them that created us and gave us this particular place to be to and to come here to learn to be one with it all you know um yeah so we we never looked at them as gods that came down on chariots and stuff like that we knew they came in spaceships we we know all that the palladians that's what they were they came from the palladians definitely yeah that's amazing i'm not sure if you heard of um i think i'm from the stalagite no, no australite tektite oh, that's the one it's like a, a strange sort of black rock it looks like a uh, piece of coal almost but i think it's hollow and it has a really weird shape to it. I'm not sure if you've ever heard of them before. Not those particular ones, but I do know a lot about rocks. Yeah. I'd, I'd not say, that particular one. Yeah, that's right. I'd, I'd say look into Australite tektite. It's an amazing little rock, and it's only found like in several parts of the of the world, and mostly found in Australia. Now, I was talking to Triffin from um, Unlocking the Code, and he's done a lot of diving down into um, the Palladians and all sorts of stuff, and believes that a there was obviously some sort of um, orbiting spacecraft, you know, uh, some sort of ship that was sort of orbiting around the Earth and something's happened there and it's sort of crashed back into the Earth or forced back into the Earth and left all this Australite tektite left everywhere. I hope I'm quoting that right, Triffin, if you're listening. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I don't know about the tektite. I do know about the spaceship. But go on, yeah. But yeah, so um, basically that's that's one of those interesting things there. Like, and obviously you're referring back to the Palladians and so it's obviously a... A massive reference there, where uh, some sort of heritage or lineage is connected there somehow. Oh yeah, oh yeah, and it's and it's um, it's all of us, you know, all of us, uh, everybody on this on this planet. Um, but it got it got it got hijacked somewhere along the line. So um, it's interesting about that rock you're talking about because um, rocks are really important to us and we uh, and we have lots of we, we're discovering uh lots and lots of rocks at the moment that um they can prove i i i'll send you some information about this anthony because yep. i have lots of information on it um where they can tell that the rock was actually covered in a in a substance and then engraved things like um our our creation story um you know star map stuff like that 
and it's solid, solid, really, really hard. Some of them are 10,000 years old, some of them are older, younger. But in order to, to get this substance on the rock, you need the heat of 4,000 degrees, you know. Um, and these things were made back in the what they referred to as the stick stone and, and bone time, you know. So your campfires can't do that, you know. Yeah. You can't get get to 4,000 degrees heat. So these things are have come from off planet or off planets being down here with technology. So, and in, right throughout all of our culture um, and every other culture around the world, you know, they just, when they start to tell the history of, oh, that rock carving there and that, they convolute it so that we just will buy it up and run away with that story. But really, if you if you do really look, even in the hieroglyphs in, 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 the, in the pyramids in, in Egypt, all around the world, you really, really look at some of the stuff and it's like, yeah, there's no doubt it's aliens, you know. You, you can't, you can't deny it, you know. Um, there's also another story of um, where one of the Palladians, when, after they finished crafting us, you know, coming down here, putting our DNA here and stuff, we were evolving and whatnot. They threw what they call, and it's in the Bible, the rod of God. You know, and it's just, it's it's a big rod that this got a Palladian made and he threw it from the Pallades and he threw it. And as it went through the universe, it picked up all the elements and whatever it picked up and it landed here in, um, well, it landed here in Australia, which is part of Uluru now. Um, it's shattered apart. And this is these these parts of these rocks that we're finding now. So I'm wondering if that's the same as the, as the ship yeah, could very well be. I, that's, I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah, I suppose one of those mysteries we're going to have to sort of try and figure out at some point, you know, like obviously down the line and yeah. where more um, evidence comes out. And, um, the, the biggest thing is too, like a lot of people aren't taking a lot of interest in trying to do geology or find out rocks and, uh, you know, our actual history when it comes to a connection with ETs or maybe UTs, yeah. ultra-terrestrials. Um, I don't know there's like yeah, there's like a little bit of interest, but it doesn't seem to be like a, a massive interest from a big organisation sort of side of things. Um, and it's kind of like that's that's the plan too, you know. Um, I'll, I'll tell you the creation story first, just very quickly, and this is where it all ties in. It's like in the dream time, which is our creation time. Um, the story goes is that we're in the dream time, and this is you know this is for everybody's culture. We just say dream time or or the um, creation time. It got interrupted. So basically what you're saying there, my interpretation of that and what I get taught is that the dream time was our fifth dimension when we lived as one with the elements, Atlantis, Lemuria. Uh, we were we were that. Um, that's what my idea of what the dream time was. And it got interrupted. Now, if you go back through the history of stuff and if you do believe in the UFOs and off-worlders, what interrupted the dream time for everybody was this dark entity entered into our history. And they say it was an off-planet, off-world entity. Um, so it interrupted the dream time, pulled us down into the second, disconnected some of our DNA, pulled us down into the second dimension, which is second and third dimensions, which is where we all are now. It's also biblical. You go through the Bible of Revelations, tells us all about this. And I'm no Christian by any means, um, just a spiritualist finding the truth. So um, in order in order for for the dream for us to get humanity, you know, to get back to our dream time, we have to fuck, we have to find a way to expose this stuff. But part of the plan is so many people are asleep, and that that's how they got away with it, you know. So how do you wake them people up? We don't know. This is this is the problem, and we're getting so close now. And I, I'm talking weeks, Anthony. I really mean that. Weeks away from a great awakening. That'll be amazing. So it is um, yeah. something one of those things that people do need to sort of be awake to. Um, you know, obviously we've got the uh, America sort of admitting to the whole UFO phenomena sort of thing. You know, there's something going around that's flying around. Um, but obviously, everyone's known for so many years um, that these things have existed, and surely enough, yeah, you know, the it's one of those things that should have been out long ago. 
the, the, yes, the, but the then, wagon should have yeah, happened that, ages ago. Yeah, that's there's there's um I guess that's the whole magic in, in the dark arts is that you don't allow humanity if you if you don't want humanity to essentially ascend or whatever it is, spiritually evolve and um you're not gonna give them those technologies, you know. It's um and 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 the reasons why it's hard for people to understand people like us is because you've really got to come to that understanding and acceptance yourself. You've got to really believe in your own heart and mind that you know that that's real, that 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 UFO is real, what I've seen. I mean, to, to really walk around this world, even in this day and age, to think that there's nothing else in this universe other than us is really, you know, tunnel visioned. Um, and the disclosure you, you can tell people to the blue in the face, but until humanity itself accepts it on their own level, like it's got to be that aha moment, you know, where they fully accept it and go, wow, it is really real. But it's got to happen inside, not not on an exterior level. Because if they do it on an exterior level, they just then go back to sleep. Yeah. So how do people like you and I get to accepting that is because we see it, we're interested, we research it. You know, and the more you go down that rabbit hole, the more you find compelling evidence that just you can't deny it. Um, and this is this is what's about to happen for humanity. And it's going to be the most beautiful thing. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's stamps.com, code PROGRAM. It is. And like, going on the like, disclosure, though, like, you know, people not waking up to this whole concept that this thing is reality. I feel like um, technology, like you mentioned before, technology, like yeah, phones and that, is a very big distraction on that. And people obviously aren't looking around, observing. Like, yeah, okay, sure, they're going to be seeing, like, uh, like, live feeds of something, like, you know, through the... Was it TikToks and Instagrams and whatever's all that sort of crap there, and even though like like I said mentioned earlier, like you know America admitting to the whole concept that UFOs or UAPs exist, no one seemed to really care, and they mm. sort of feel like the, the idea or the way this has to work for people to sort of be awakened to this is they have to actually have their own actual experiences to believe this is real. Like sure, okay, yeah, yes. someone can tell you that yep, these things are real, but they're gonna be like, oh well, I haven't seen it yet, so how can they be real? But they have, and that's the other thing. Like they do, they see it all the time. Every time they get on Facebook, there's at least something they'll pass by. You know, even old Nana down the road that's on Facebook, there was something that will go on her feed and flip by there. But they just go, you know. Then people go, oh, it's just, um, 
it's CGI, you know, somebody made that video. So the minute there's an excuse for them not to be responsible for doing research into it, um, then they go back to sleep. That, that's what I'm talking about. Unless they can, unless you accept it on a, on a really human level, you know, there's, um, and whatever technology keeps getting pushed, which is a great thing, we all love technology, it makes the world go around much easier. But whatever that keeps getting pushed and they're looking for that new, that next new phone or that next new game, we're not looking up at the skies. We're not touching our feet on the ground. We're not outside. We're yeah. not listening. We're not looking. We're not feeling. So, um, yeah, sorry, I lost track there a bit because the bit of pain coming in. That's all right. We'll it's finish her up soon. Yeah. Just so you can get back in and um, sort yourself out. But, um... Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to keep you too long, but, um, yeah, that, that's... That's great. Look, I was just going to go and touch on them too. Like, obviously, like yeah, there are a lot of things there on Facebook there, but there is a lot of um, CGI. There's nothing really compelling that can give a lot of big evidence to the reality of what is actually out there. Unfortunately, um, yeah. Obviously, on my side of things, I have to go and look into everything there. Like, I have to look out for the CGI. I have to look out for, you know, mistaken identities or misidentified objects and stuff like that, and trying to give an explanation. That's my sort of line of work. I have to keep an eye on. And to me, yeah. everything that's on sort of social media is there does an absolute discredit to the whole UFO topic or, you know, people in general who have had actual genuine experiences there. I feel that is an absolute disrespect and discredit to genuine encounters. Yeah, um, absolutely. And, like, it's not but, yeah. it, like I know there's a lot of creative stuff out there. People can be creative, but to go and try and claim these things, are, the CGI crap is fake, uh, sorry, as real. I hate it. It annoys me. <laughs> I, I think probably 99% of it's fake because it goes back to that that same comment that the person said to me on the on the Facebook was, do you think it was just there for you, Deb? And it's like I've had many, many um, encounters and I've had them with my children when they were little. Um, they follow my son, my adult son, all the time. Um, he's He just gets followed constantly. But I don't think they're good ones with him. He's in a bit of a bad space, that young man. But I know he's safe and he will be. He will be okay. But um, my first experience was uh, I grew up in Blacktown in Sydney, boarding on the edge of uh, Marion. Um, and we used to across the little primary school where I used to go was a, a shop we used to call the Pink Shop, and we we I don't even know why I don't think it was in Pink, uh, but that was our local bar uh, shop, you know. Um, get your lollies and all that stuff there. And I remember coming there one day on the weekend and I know for sure this happened because I was not supposed to go out of the house. I was about seven and I got on my bike and went around because uh, went around to the shop because I had a grape, grape addiction at the time and grapes were really expensive back in them days. And uh, <clears throat> I did, I did, I stole a little bit of money off the olds and I went around the shop to get some grapes. And when I pulled up at the shop, there was this great big UFO just sitting over the top of the shop. And it was, you know, the 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 diameter of of a house, you know, and it was probably maybe ten feet up off the off the roof of this shop. And to me it's I, I I've had some weird experiences as a child as well anyway. I didn't quite really freak out about it. It was kinda of like, Yeah, okay, cool, that's really cool. Went into the shop to get my grapes and everybody was just standing there and not moving, you know. And I thought that was odd. That's what I thought was odd because it's like, why? And then it dawned on me, are the UFO? And I thought, well, how could they be just doing that? They don't even know it's there. This is this whole conversation having in my head, this seven-year-old kid. Um, so I, I just went about my business and got the grapes, but they were moving like they were. It's like they were being like they were they were being remotely controlled, like they were in shock or stunned but enough awareness that this kid was trying to buy some grapes. Anyway, the transaction went through. I walked out the shop as usual, got on my bike, looked up at the um, at the UFO as if, like, yeah, okay, cool, and just rode off. And, and that was my first ever real encounter. Um, I'll, I'll tell you about another one. My kids and I, I'm also a singer-songwriter, and I lived in Melbourne for quite some time down there, and I lots of performing I did down there and I did one at the Northcote um, Civic Centre one night and my kids would have been about I'm gonna go maybe nine ten um, 
and we did the performance. We came, there might have been 500 people in there. We always, when you perform, you're always pretty much last to go out. So when we left about 20 minutes later, come out, you had to walk down these great big stairs and then uh, press the lights for the pedestrian to go across to the other side. And as we were standing there, the people on the other side of the road were looking up on top of the building. And both my kids said to me, Mum, Mum, look at what, look what they're doing. We couldn't see at the top of the building because it was so big and we were in the wrong position. And they went to run across the road. And I went, no, no, wait, wait. Just so, you know, it was pretty safe to do so anyway. Uh, so we went, we went across the road. Now, there was probably about a half a dozen people there. We turned around and we could see it. This huge, the biggest UFO I've ever seen in my life on top of the Northcote Civic Centre. I'm pretty sure it was at Town Hall, the Northcote Town Hall in Melbourne. So there was probably half a dozen people plus me and my two kids. 500 other people were walking around, walking away from there and did not see a thing. Can you explain that to me? So that's maybe another reason why others don't. Is it, is there part of our pineal gland that's open? Is it just something we access or do they trust us? Yeah, that's the biggest question, isn't it? Like, is if some people having the ability to see these things and others not? Yeah. It's like spirits, you know, some people see spirits and some people don't. Yeah. You know, I've had so... um, people on the show, they're like saying the same sort of thing. Like, you know, they've, they could see something there and they've had to like really sort of point out where this thing was for them to sort of like get a grasp on what they're actually looking at. And then after a little while, they might go, oh, look, now I can see it. And it's like, well, how could you not see something so obvious there like seconds <laughs> ago? As, you know, it's... <laughs> I know it's. I know I've done it many times, and I've just stood there thinking, "No, Dave, you need to shut up now." Because, but yeah, and and I, I I can sort of attest to that. That's probably part of um, your awareness, you know, is because the more and more I've become aware, and the more knowledge I get, the more I see. Does that make sense? A little bit, yeah. Yeah, um, and it's not pareidolia, mate. It's not like um. You know, okay, I'm getting lots and lots of information. I'm doing lots of research. Oh, yes, yeah, so if I look at that cloud formation, I can I can see that there. It's not me making it out, mate. It's really, and I don't fear it now. Yeah. That makes sense. And that's what I said before. We fear the unknown. But once we know what the unknown is, the fear goes away. So that allows for you to then open up to see what that is. That you once feared, Yeah. Um, maybe that's got something to do with it too. Yeah. And like, like especially like looking at clouds, like without a doubt, they're hiding throughout the clouds. Um, like why wouldn't you be? That's like a really great hiding spot, you know? Um, oh, and absolutely. I, and like, it's not to say like give any discredit to people seeing these things in the clouds and whatnot, like, you know, but clouds do make odd shapes and that. And, um, you know, talking, um, atmospheric pressures and all sorts of stuff, you know, they're making these really strange ollie looking ufo sort of shapes and that um yeah you know well from my understanding what my my elders teach me is that um these entities are of a one oneness a oneness consciousness without within the universe um they activate they activate or access source power so um you might have like still a, you know, the captain of the ship or whatever that drives it and everybody's got their job on it, but their whole consciousness brings the ship shape about and the elements that it's made from. So it can, they might be flying, say for instance, okay, we're going down to earth, we need metallics there. We have to use solid materials to have our ships down there because that's the density there. But there'll be certain entities on there that act as a oneness that can terraform, I guess, clouds around it or the shape of the ship itself. So, do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, I do actually get a bit of an idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah okay. So it's, it's yeah. like they're um, adapting to the surroundings to sort of trying to blend in a little bit. Almost like that bio-organic quantum computing I was talking to you about. So yeah. you become the the consciousness and uh, uh, becomes your actors like it's it's almost you could say like oh you get a bunch of drones you can make them all do the same thing but that's that's a bad anom uh, analysis of it 
in this instance, it's, uh, you know, they're great. They're great UFOs and they're great entities. You know, they're, they're all for humanity. Um, but they, they're so advanced, you know, they can just say a hundred of them go, okay, we've got to go down to, um, uh, we've got to go over to there today. We've got to do this. And it's a different atmosphere. So they'll use the water molecules to bring, bring a spaceship about because that's what that density requires and it won't it won't accept anything else does it make sense yeah yeah it does yeah no it yeah. Take, makes total sense but like going back yeah. on the clouds though like you can't just assume every single cloud could be a potential aircraft either though like sorry ufo or to say no but it's not to say that they aren't something um it's just like it's one of those things like because like you know obviously like we were saying before some people can sort of see something others can't and you're gonna try and convince that person that what they're looking at is a ufo um in that yes. shape like, especially with the, like especially looking at clouds like you, you're not gonna be able to convince anyone very very well with it like it's like oh here's a picture of a cloud it's a ufo it's like all i see is a cloud you know and like and the, that's yeah. the, that's the biggest thing i'm trying to make people understand it's not to give discredit to anyone's experiences or what they're seeing or whatever you know it's more about trying to be able to convince the other people who have no idea, who aren't awake in this whole thing, the idea is to try to convince them, basically. You know, we're going to try and make them realize and understand these things are out there. Yeah. And I'm, and I, I, you know, when I was saying before about how humanity's got to, got to sort of accept it on their own level, like it's really got to be that aha moment. I don't think soft disclosure is working at all. It's no. like, it's that same thing. They can see something and can be compelling evidence. And that they'll go, oh yeah, wow, okay, back to sleep. So I think when the disclosure comes, it's going to be bang smack in your face, a real big gut punch, and that's the only way humanity is going to be able to go, oh, oh, okay, okay, right, you know. Yeah. And that's when they'll start accepting it, and and it'll be it'll be happening. I can't see it happening any other way, really. No, me neither. Yeah. And like that's that's sort of the things too. Like like um, you know, people are saying like you know we've got to have. We'll never achieve world peace um, in the way we're doing things now. Like, yeah, okay, look, there's a form of peace, but it's still a bit of um, banter and whatever, and, you know, still wars going over in between other countries and that. And the only mm. way that humanity is really ever going to really 100% unite is by, like, a, a hostile invasion from another planet, basically. That's, that's pretty much the only concept I can really see of this world peace you know uh with world coming together i should say do you think it will be a hostile invasion honestly i hope not um i feel like um if it was gonna be hostile they would have done it already uh, we're not that technologically advanced to them um to be able to be called equals <laughs> no, in not. that sense we, you know <laughs> we are so not let me tell you no and they could have taken advantage of us um back in world war one world war two you know back through all the times we were all at war there like that's a great place to go and you know um, infiltrate us from behind, you know, basically go and ambush us from behind whilst we're concentrating on other countries and all our resources yeah, so, are concentrated elsewhere. But, yeah. um, so no, I don't think we're going to get a hostile, uh, disc, uh, a hostile visit, I should say. Um, I think it will be one of those moments there where they will just expose themselves and go, look, here we are, we are here. And he, um, probably say like, you guys are destroying your planet and you're doing it wrong. And look, we're going to help you guide you along. We're not going to give you everything, you know, all at once, but we're going to spoon feed you in the sense so you can actually uh, adapt to this technology and use it correctly and in the right uh, manner, basically, and not against each other. Absolutely, yeah. Um, but it, I, I can assure you, and I do know this with fact, and I can't tell you where I get this information from because, again, nobody believe me, um, but it, when we do get it, it will not be in any way hostile whatsoever. It, yeah. it not there will be no hostility whatsoever um there's already negative entities here um doing that so and that all that all that stuff's being taken care of behind the scenes um but when disclosure does happen um humanities will weep from such love of it you know i don't know how to explain that any better and that is something that's really deep-seated in our culture um, that the return, when they return, humanity will feel a love that they we've never felt before. 
and this is this is that acceptance thing that I was telling you about. I I think I think that's when, and it's not like they come down here and give a spell on us or anything. It's just that aha moment. It's such a shocking moment that, and that's the other thing we were expecting a hostile takeover, but in fact they come with peace and love. The humanity almost just. You know, it goes. Oh wow! Is it making any sense? What I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and that's this is coming. These, these are the Palladians. You know, they're, they're they're a really beautiful, peaceful race. Some of the people in culture say that they're our future us. This one, I'm still getting my head around, but um, yeah, you know, nothing's impossible. Yeah, I've got Michelle asking here. Like, um, do you wonder if our government will deliver it to us as hostile? Uh yes. I believe so. Um, I believe maybe that's maybe what the plan was supposed to be. Whether that still happens or not, I'm not sure. But yes, um, yeah, I believe the government's going to probably try and put it out there as as, as a hostile thing, but it, it's not going to play out very well for them. <laughs> yeah, no, it's good. Like uh, it's sort of yeah, it's like getting a like, like, getting a um, fold up. Newspaper and going, no, we're not hostile. <laughs> Give us a whack on the nose, no, basically. Yes. <laughs> and um, if they are hostile and they want to get taken to our leaders, I'll be happy to show them where they are. Yeah. Um, so, what do you sort of feel like where if they were to come visit and obviously expose themselves, where do you feel that they might go first? Um, like, I don't know, that's one of the big questions. Everywhere. Really. Everywhere. All at one time. They're already here. They're already here, darling. Oh yeah, no, without doubt. But like, yeah. it's going like to expose themselves. Though. Like, where do you think? Like, because I know uh, everyone would sort of feel like America oh, will be the, the, um, everywhere, the it'll be worldwide. Yeah. There'll be no, there'll be no. Um, oh, America got it first, and then one popped up in England. And I believe, and culture believes, that it'll happen instantaneously worldwide. Uh, because if it doesn't happen that way, um, humanity will waken up at different stages again. Humanity needs to be woken up, bang, like that, all together. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so this is in our history books. It's in the Bible. It's also in our culture that uh, in in order to evolve, humanity needs to take that step forward together. So we believe it'll happen bang everywhere instantly. That whoever's in Africa that's getting their first sighting, bang, they're happening here right in the straight at the same exact time. No, let's hope so. Um, so I just want to quickly go back to your experience you were talking to about um, where this jet was frozen in midair, basically. Um, now, if you're happy to sort of talk about this part, you actually got visited by what you might talk about. I might mention, like, call them the men in black, basically. <laughs> yeah, them dudes. <laughs> so, yeah, you basically got a visit from them, what, that same day, was it? Or the next day, or was it? It was a couple of days. It was the, not the next day, the day after, wasn't it? Yeah. <clears throat> was it the next day? I can't remember now. It was within two days anyway, yeah. Yeah, yeah so did they, um, like, if you can recall it all, like, did they really mention much at all in regards to that? Are you happy to share it? Um, well, they just, um, well, I was just home studying again and um, I think I was out the front. Because I, I live down the back of this beautiful yard. I'm very lucky where I live in this beautiful little grave, like house suiting, and this great garden. So I just out my front door is this beautiful veranda, and I, I look out over to, uh, onto the garden. It was, I think it was only a couple of days later. The weather was great, so I was probably having a break sitting out there. And I saw my neighbour coming down the backyard, which she never comes over, ever. Um, we just know each other in town. We never hang out. We never do anything. It's, it's really weird, this connection we have now. But before, behind it was these two men, but they had um, they had Air Force uniforms on. As I explained to you, I, I've grown up in, in, in a military, not a military family, but there was a lot in the military. You know, it was 70s, um, you know, Vietnam War veterans, and we, we just come out of post, you know, World War II. So it was, it was still big in the family, you know, that, to do that. So I knew what different uniforms were. There was definitely Air Force. Um, and they were just asking me about what had happened. And I hadn't actually spoken to her about what had happened to me at this point. Do you remember me telling you that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, oh, had I? Oh, mate, I'm starting to get into some pain here. You're up. My back. Um, 
I'm really having a hard time recalling the conversation now. Oh, they just wanted to ask me about what had happened and I can't remember much about it now, to tell you the truth. But I do remember him saying to me, does your culture believe in this? Does your culture believe in this? Um, but I know that I hadn't spoken to my friend. Oh, I can't remember what happened that day now, brother. Yeah, no, that's all right. I've sort of wiped. probably left it a bit late for the question there because I was, wasn't going to keep you on too much longer there just to sort of get you off the air there so you can get yourself a bit sorted like and a bit more so, comfortable. I feel but... like it. Sorry, I'm rolling around on the bed in pain a little bit, mate. I'm so sorry about that. No, that's fine. Yeah. That's fine. It's, um, look, I still appreciate your time being here. Like, we'll, we'll end it here and um, we'll try and get you back on some other time um, and yes. talk a bit more about your history and the culture and stuff like that and try and dive right down into um, the dream time basically and sort of get a bit of a highlight if you're happy with that. Mate, I would absolutely love to. Um, I've got lots of information and I would love to get it out there um, because it is. It is all connected. It is all all connected. This, this whole thing, this whole universe, this whole world, the humanity, UFOs, aliens, it's all connected and I can guarantee you that. And it's the most beautiful story that you'll ever hear. And I can't thank you enough for having me on. No, the pleasure's all mine. And... Um... Yeah, basically appreciate from all the guests here as well for coming on and um, obviously dealing with what you got through at the moment. <laughs> um, tell I us know. your story and uh, we'll very much appreciate it. So, yes, yeah, we'll definitely get you back on at some point when, when you're feeling better, of course. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. No worries. All right, well, thank you again for coming on and, um, yeah, we'll talk to you soon. Okay, I say yalu to you because that means see you. <laughs> yalu. See ya. And that will do it, folks, for this episode of Encounters Down Under. I hope you enjoyed the show, and remember, you can also get involved in the show by joining the Facebook page and getting in on the live streams. Also, please be sure to share with your friends and family to help us grow and potentially find our next guest on the show. If you or you know someone who has had an encounter, please get in touch with me through our Facebook page via Messenger or email at australianufosightings@outlook.com.au. I look forward to seeing you on the next Encounter Down Under. Hoo root! Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm.